Welcome to another edition of Shoot Defense and just as I do this, my ring doorbell is going crazy because someone's putting the rubbish out. But don't worry, my uh, my bin is full, so nothing else can go in it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Rod, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, all good, man. All good, all good. You've got a blurry background today. You're hiding yeah, the no, dog. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's what I've had since I changed it, haven't I? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it suits you. It suits you. Blurry background. It's a bit, it's a bit blurry, isn't it? Yeah, it's blurry background. No, I'll change it. Oh, come on. Keep it blurry. <laughs> Put something else on. Put something else. <laughs> He's taking a piss now. Steve, how you doing, man? Evening, Stel. You okay, mate? <laughs> all good, all good. How long has it been? A couple of weeks since you lasted the show? I can't remember. Yeah, last end of the Euros, wasn't it? Last of the Euros, wasn't it? Fucking hell. I think we all needed a bit of a break because that was a show every couple of days, wasn't it? Every two or three days. So, yeah, but it's all mad. Uh, Mr. Dwamino, what's going on? <laughs> I love the way that you pronounce it correctly. Well, yeah, people call you Dwamina, innit? Are, are you secret? Mr. Dwamina! Are, are you secret? Have you secretly got some Godet in you? So. Well, I've, I've been listening to, to the Chipmunk <laughs> having a go at, at Stormzy, you know, he's, he's a bit in Ghanaian. So, you know, I thought I'd learn a bit, you know, and obviously I've got a few Ghanaian friends abroad. But right now it's the Jollof Wars, man. It's, it's Nigeria against Ghana. I can't... Look, I can't fathom some of what's been said about the Jollof Wars. Yeah, I'm on the verge of boycotting shoot the defense when I'm not on there. Yeah? <laughs> doing no, me for the boycott, no chaffage. I'm getting on these people that like Nigerian Jollof. Yeah, well, hold, on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, these, people are, these people are serial killers. Yeah, they're oh, friends, they're <laughs> Jesus, <society>. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, listen, Chris. I'm sorry if you're watching that, Dan doesn't really mean that you're a serial killer. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Well, listen, I've got, I've got, I've got my two Nigerian friends in in Cyprus that like the Nigerian jollof. I've got you, that's a Ghanaian. I've got Ernest in Cyprus. I've got, I've got Chris that likes Nigerian jollof, even though he's Ghanaian. You've and I've got, got, got coach, got, coach, coach, coach as well, yeah. And I've got Fofana in in Cyprus who's from the Ivory Coast talking about talking to me about Ivory Coast jollof. This is this is brilliant. Rod, is there any Welsh rice that can compare? <laughs> Welsh rice? Well, I'm from Welsh Sierra Leone. I've got a bit of African on me, haven't I? Have you? Yeah. Really? What? Side, Leone, yeah? My father's side was uh, born in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Wow. There what's, you go. What's the there like? Pardon? What's the jollof there like? What do you no mean? Say what? The, the jollof rice. <laughs> um, uh, plain. Plain. <laughs> it's like um, it's like the old uh, it's like goop like you know like um, in China you know like the old in China <laughs> goop. Yeah, goop rice okay. pudding rice pudding rice pudding rice pudding okay okay excellent excellent <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> for the last five minutes we've been talking about rice <laughs> 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 Well, this is how you get the worldwide appeal by being cultural. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I mean, yes. This is how yes. you get in the top five in multiple different countries. Cultural diversity, yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. on on that note, where are we? Top twenty in Russia, in yeah. Poland, yeah. in where else? France, in Italy, <laughs> uh, top ten in Slovakia, in Latvia, Cyprus, obviously. This is crazy. What? What? Why are people listening to this? <laughs> have you even plugged? Have you even plugged today's? 
pod on the socials. I'm scrolling through and I can't see anything, mate. I, I haven't, no. So if you could do the honours, that'd be terrible. great. Because I can't it's be ter- fucking bothered. Terrible behaviour. I can't, fucking can't be bothered, mate. But this, this is the second pod I've done today, so I'm running out of steam. Right, so let's talk about football. Because this is what we're fucking here for. And I think there's only one place to start. And that's um, Varane is leaving Real Madrid to join Manchester United. Now, <laughs> now listen... Uh, I don't get excited too much about many deals involving Manchester United Football Club because over the years, especially since Ferguson left, there have been a handful of talented players, Falcao, Di Maria, um, so on and so forth. And they've come to Pogba and they've flattered to deceive. And now Varane is coming to United. Then I'm going to ask this question to you, Steve, and I'm going to start right on the negativity right now, okay? Because I remember when Man City played Real Madrid, wasn't Varane seen as kind of like Real Madrid's weak link? I'm not sure about that. Um, no? you, you, you know, you might be right. You, you might be right. I don't know. But I've just like, obviously heard all the names you mentioned there um, that have come into Manchester United possibly in the last five, seven, eight years. And they all expected to do things in the last third. Some of them are expected to be box office um, and it's hard to live up to sometimes, despite, you know, going to a fantastic football club. You know, the, the levels of the Premier League makes it, you know, not that easy. But you're getting a different animal here, I think, in terms of what's required of him, you know, to to give Harry Maguire some, some support. Possibly it'll be Henderson behind them and basically stiffen up their, 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 their bat line uh, where they've been crying out for a consistent centre-half for... Well, it feels like for, for a long time now since, you know, Vidic and Ferdinand left. So Maguire's filled the role and he's actually gained some stripes with his England performances. But his partner, uh, Lindelof and Bali, they either are out of form or out of fitness. So all the names you've mentioned there, I don't think this Varane is supposed to really come here and, and get you off your seat. But I do think he is supposed to come in and add some maturity to uh, a really emerging team. So... At this stage, on paper, it looks a fantastic signing to me. Rod, um, we had it with Harry Maguire last season, 80 million quid, you know, talented central defender. He, it took him a bit of time to get settled, etc., etc. In all fairness, Lindelof isn't the greatest partner. So do you think Varane is the one where you can safely say, right, we're going to see the best of Harry Maguire now? Well, you can never... Say 100% yes, but, you know, the signs are all there. Like Stez has just mentioned there, you know, you really, you're getting a stud now. You're getting a 28-year-old really in his prime, four Champions League, one World Cup. So there's no like, oh, he needs to settle in the Premier League. He needs to come in and you expect him to hit the ground running and make Harry Maguire better and then to complement each other. Because, you know, you can have the best centre-half in the world, but you still need someone, you know, next to him who's adequate, and and it really makes the, the best back fours historically have always had a, a great solid back four with the two centre halves. You know, Cavallo, Terry, Bruce, Pallister, Vidic, Rio Ferdinand. You know, that that partnership is key to to winning a Premier League. So, you know, ultimately we've seen it before the best. Defenses win the Premier League, so we've been crying. We've been crying out for a centre half, a quality one. You know, we've been saying, oh, "Where, where are they?" We've got one. 
We've got one from Real Madrid. We, we very, very rarely get players from Real Madrid in the prime. Uh, you know, we say Di Maria, but you know these South Americans that it's they're hit and miss when it comes to places like Manchester. Yes, he's done well in in Paris, but it's it's just a different ball game when these South Americans come. They just hit or miss. Where he's not, he's from France, and like I say, he's a stud. He's, his his pedigree says that, and you'd expect Harry Maguire to, to be better and vice versa. And with Luke Shaw performing very well, if he keeps that performance in, you know, if the, the rumours are right, another right-back comes in and, and pushes uh, Wan-Bissaka that, that Tellers did to Shaw that made Shaw better, that's all you need. He'd help the competition and it's only better for the team and the squad. So to answer your question, I think Maguire will get better from it and there, and there will be a good partnership because, like I say, he's... He's proven. Okay, so you effectively it's going to be Varane and Maguire, the two central defenders. Bailly and Lindelof will be the backups. You have. He gets, get, gets, gets a chance to play a free though now. You know, if they bring certain players in order, or, you know, they can. Wambasaka, I think Wambasaka be a brilliant uh, a third man on the right. You know, with his pace, i.e. we've seen it with Walker, how his last-ditch tackles or his pace gets him out of trouble. I think Wan-Bissaka will be that man for United, but only in certain games. But, you know, it's an option for Ollie and you need options as a coach and more well, options you can... Absolutely. But what, what I was going to ask you is that, you know, if if we've got, for example, let's say, let's say he decides to play a, a back four and you've got Wan-Bissaka, you've got Linda, uh, you've got Van, you've got... Maguire and Shaw as the first choice. Then you've got Bailly and Lindelof as your as your backup central defenders. That must mean that Phil Jones is going, <laughs> right? He's he's going. He's got to go now. They've they've well, they've got to fuck him off somehow. Well, he's, he's got. You know, he doesn't have to go anyway. He's got contracts. Well, he's, he's been at, more than happy to sit on his ass for two or three years. The guy is absolutely a sad individual to, no, to, but what to sit in, in, a, in, a, in a team not knowing and this is this is your career and you've just sat on the stands for two years do something about it saying oh, I want to go I'll leave I'll go somewhere else but no he's been happy to sit there criticise the manager openly because we've seen that on, on, the, on the TV so yeah it's a strange one because me I'd have had him on straight out straight out the door well, these, you've got to think about who wants a signing but the other question that it leads me on to is that fine, you know, you got Phil Jones. Still, they're still not hanging that next Robson, Van Robson. Yeah. Like, yeah. that, that surely washed away now. Now that Christ, next <laughs> pop, what Pop Robson? Um, well, yeah. So that, that leads me on to Axel Tonzebe, who you know had his chance last season. What does this mean for him now? I'm not well, sure. I'm reading that they're trying to sign him, but then put him out on loan. So, yeah, that's that's obviously the one they want to keep hold of. But that's down to the lad. What does he want to do? Does he think okay, I can go away in a Premier League side, perform well, and then you know, i.e. Jesse Lingard come back? Mm. And that's what that's what you want. That's what you want your players to do. Or it, it, that's the idea of Oli Solskjaer putting him out on loan. Oh, there you go. You get the, the week in week out games that you want. Let's see what you can do, and if you do well, then you come back and you'll be in my plans. If not, then you move on. Okay, Dan, you watch a lot of La Liga. Uh, first of all, does this signing surprise you, given the fact that United have obviously spent a lot of money already on Jaden Sancho, which we're going to go into in just a moment? 
It's surprising, no, because it's dragged on for so long now. It's not surprising me as much as if it was done rapidly. But Madrid kind of had their hands tied here, didn't they? Because Ferran's only got a year left on his contract. He said that he's not willing to sign an extension. So, therefore, better to sell him now than lose him for free. Um, so, yeah, so this, don't get this, Ferran's has been a Ferran, so has been a world-class defender for quite a few years but I would say especially in the last 18 months for example and this kind of sits with what you were saying earlier when you asked Steve about when Madrid played Manchester City he's not performed he's not um, consistently performed well in the last 18 months as he had to the time prior before that I don't know whether or not winning the World Cup or anything has changed him mentally or whatever but I think that this move will help him this new challenge will help him and we will see now how well he can fare without Sergio Ramos next to him because he tended to have his best performances when he was next to Ramos but we've seen him struggle when Ramos has been out through injury or suspension but no bones about it this is a huge signing um, for United but as you said they've signed this type of calibre of player before and it's not necessarily worked out the best signing in the last few years has been Bruno Fernandes and people knew that he was good, but they never knew he'd have this impact on United. So therefore, other people have been like, oh, why weren't other teams willing to get him? But they were, but some of them thought maybe he doesn't do enough when he's not scoring or assisting or whatever. And they pulled out and didn't think the money was worth it. But no, this is a good this this is a good purchase and we'll see now. I just think now if United can get a, a holding midfielder, then I think things will look very interesting. But Sadly for them, I still don't know whether or not, regardless of the calibre of individuals they bring in, I still don't know whether or not Solskjaer or not is the guy to take them to get them anywhere near back um, to where they were before, um, when obviously before Fergie retired. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those that have been lingering on for a while, isn't it? Is he, is he the guy to do it? Is he not? But Steve, when we recorded um, our last show, we were talking about. Jaden Sancho and how he was on the verge of joining United. That deal is now complete. It's been announced. Big, big signing, in my opinion. Um, I don't think there, there's been a buzz about United signing a player since probably Cristiano Ronaldo. And I think it's a similar kind of buzz. Uh, don't get me wrong, the Pogba signing was was huge. But the, the, the announcement, the, uh, you know, the elaborate uh, advert, all that kind of stuff, the fanfare that came along, I, it kind of set him up to fail if that makes sense but Sancho everything's kind of gone under the radar there's been no piano playing or <laughs> anything like that so I think this will be a, a very very shrewd signing you know if you use the word shrewd for a 70 million pound player yeah definitely obviously it's been an undercurrent for a long time now that, that he's coming but now it's announced it comes with a lot of noise and expectation but he looks like uh, a young man that thrives on attention um, not to the point, you know, like Paul Pogba type of attention, um, which isn't always warranted. But at the same time, Sancho looks like he's thrived off uh, football, real genuine football attention. Uh, so I don't necessarily mean like dying his hair or, you know, doing silly dances in the dressing room. But he looks like he wants the, the, the number seven shirt or, or, or he wants the... the of being the king of Old Trafford in the future. Um, I, I admire him uh, immensely because of 
I left Manchester City as a coach as he was joining as a schoolboy, but it seemed in no time at all he was leaving. But he was impatient. He didn't get chosen for an American tour, and I think Phil Foden did. And he took himself away. He took himself to learn a new language, a new culture, a new set of teammates. He had to break in an adult football team. He got TV coverage, and he's done all this and some. Um, the goals, the assists, the performances, the character, and it's all grown, which has made him an England international and got him back to the Premier League. So I really admire his journey that he's chosen, which is actually the opposite of Foden's, who stayed in-house, and it's been perfect for him too. So the fact that the Premier League now and Manchester United are getting such a player with so much you know, experience for such a young man, Champions League games with Dortmund and you know, fighting at the top of the Bundesliga, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant signing and the, the, the noise and the attention that he'll get, I expect him to thrive off it, absolutely milk it, but not necessarily get spoiled by it. And I think he's going to be a, yeah, a real asset to Man United in the Premier League. And Joe, you know I, I look at the standard of fullbacks in the Premier League and I can't say that there are many that are fantastic at defending. And I don't think there are many that are blessed with pace. And we've seen his skill and trickery. I know people are going to say to me, well, it's the Bundesliga and this and that. But is the standard of defending that much better in the Premier League than it is in comparison to the Bundesliga? I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but, you know, th this kid is, is blessed with so much talent, so much pace. And I hope for his sake that um, he keeps his head screwed on because we've heard stories about him having friendships with certain players in Manchester or in London and how it's almost... I wouldn't say it's similar to Ravel Morrison because Ravel Morrison's fr uh, group of friends were on a different level. But in terms of uh, being disruptive, what I've been told is that perhaps Sancho's circle of friends are like that in that respect. So I hope that he's moved to United and his dad, you know, ties him up somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Looks after him. I don't know. If I could just say, Stel, uh, before you hand it to the lads, um... I think United have obviously progressed. I know they were a penalty kick away, a goalkeeper's penalty kick away, uh, second in the Premier League. Still, the supporters weren't suggesting that the gap was close enough on City or the football was good enough. But they've done all this without any real crosses from the right-hand side. You've got one matter that used to play on the right-hand side coming in off his left. You've got Mason Greenwood coming in, scoring off the right-hand side, off his left. And if Marcus Rashford played on the right largely, he would get blocked uh, off by just running in a straight line. Wan-Bissaka tackles left-wingers but doesn't really do anything in the last third. So if we're to believe that Kieran Trippier is going to come, uh, which I expect, and now we've got Sancho coming as, as signed on the dotted line, all of a sudden Manchester United um, you know, just go up another level in my eyes because it's almost a guarantee that they're going to now go from literally no crosses from the right-hand side to like an unbelievable amount of service coming from that side. If it's Sancho and Trippier, for sure. And I can only imagine that Cavani is rubbing his hands. Absolutely. And Rod, I haven't spoken to you about Sancho. Uh, oof, big, big um, shockwaves, I guess. Now, th this has surely got to be the signing, and Varane, obviously, for people to now talk up United's chances of winning the title. I don't think there's any more excuses. There's got to be a title charge, right? Well, the season's not started yet. And, you know, if the next week we lose Paul Pogba, then, you know, so that's a big miss for a big loss for us. So, yes, we've got two quality players in. But, you know, most games are one in the middle of the park. And 
you know, yes, Fred and McTominay are okay players, but they're no Paul Pogba and yes, Bruno Fernandes, but he's not that type of ball that, that type of player that, you know, will keep the ball. He gives away the ball with, with the risks he takes and, and, you know, we were happy to do that because he makes assists and he scores goals, but, you know, to, to, to control the midfield and to, to, to have a player like Paul Pogba to lose him, and that would be massive. But if we kept him, then yeah, hundred percent. You know, we've 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 shown up the defence, and we've got a player that is just a, a, an absolute assist machine. Whichever side you put on, if you look at his, his stats, whether he plays on the left or he plays on the right, one score one way he scores more and an assists less, and the other he assists more and scores less, but more or less are the same on either side. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a, it's a massive signing for us this for because it, it it shows up the back which which we need because yes um Lindelof is is done well but in the big games he's made mistakes and the, the glaring mistakes and you know if you, if you want to win things and you want to play at Manchester United you can't you can't make the mistakes especially in the big games there you go right let's move swiftly on to your team Dan Liverpool one signing so far. Konate, so I presume Gomez and, and Van Dijk will be fully fit for the season. Vinaldum's gone, so there's no replacement there. So I presume Har- Harvey, uh, what's his name? Harvey so-and-so. Elliot. <laughs> Harvey Elliot, yeah. I was going to call him Harvey Barnes for a second, but, you know, <laughs> MC Harvey, I don't know. Uh, uh, Grouch is gone, even though he was a waste of time, to be fair. Um, I'm... I'm- it's just a shame because Grealish is actually a very good player. But um, so what's is. what's going on at Liverpool, man? You were saying before that there's no money. I struggle to believe that there's no money whatsoever. You got you got wages free now because of Vinaldo. Shakiri's talking about leaving. Yeah, so Shakiri's probably going to end up getting um, Lazio. There's a lot of um, teams, um, big teams in Europe that. Um, and looking at Shakiri, so he's asked to leave. Um, I would have loved for him to have had more game time, but obviously injuries have been a big part of that. But he, he's a good, he's a good player. Um, but yeah, when I say no money, I'm obviously I'm embellishing his hyperbole. But um, there's not huge money. We know that really point anyway. There's not huge money. Whenever they've mainly um, through Klopp's tenure, have spent quite big. It's been because there's been players going out for big money, but. Um, we need a striker because I, I fear Origi, if anyone anyone that knows me knows that as soon as Origi scored that goal to win the Champions League two years ago, I wanted him out of the club. Like just because of the fact that I just don't think well, he's good enough. Though he scored some very important goals for us, I don't think he's good enough. And especially he's on very quite high wages well. He's on about 130 or 140 a week. Um so I've wanted him to go. Uh, Harry Wilson is, if it's not done already, he's going Fulham. So we're basically getting rid of, people who call it Deadwood, but some of these guys are decent players. Grudich, good player, good central midfielder. Um, Harry Wilson's got a wicked left foot, and I'm surprised no one tried to buy him because two seasons ago when he was on loan at Bournemouth, he was their second top scorer in the league. There'll be others that go. Shakiri, I've said, wouldn't mind um, Origi going. That Phillips, unfortunately, might go. 
and I'm a fan of his, but obviously with everyone returning from injury, Gomez, Van Dijk and Matip returning from injury, you fall down the list and obviously Canate has been brought now. I still expect Matip and Canate to start the season because Van Dijk should be playing against Hertha Berlin in the friendly on Thursday, but he's a long, long way away from Matt Sharpness. I can't see him starting the game until the earliest September and Joe Gomez might even be out for longer than him. Um, so we'll see how it works, but fans are getting restless because they're seeing other teams spending money and they want more. But we've never re- necessarily done it like that or go out. We don't buy stars. You're not going to see Liverpool buy a Varane, regardless of if it's the last contract or whatever. We buy people who were maybe on the way there or seen as good, and then we've tended to make them better. We got Thiago, but that was for peanuts because he had a year left. Um, so we'll see. So fans are quietly optimistic, but then at the same time, they're thinking that, just thinking you're going to get these players back from injury, Henderson as well, because he missed like the last three months of the season, does not guarantee that you're going to immediately go back to challenging because United are improving. Well, obviously, they've come over us, but we've had an injury crisis last season. City will do something. It might not be as big as people think. They might not be Kane or Greenish, but City are going to go and do something. I've actually thought as a cheaper alternative, they would have City would have got um, Andre Silva, but he's got Leipzig for peanuts. So and Chelsea, if they get a striker, because their top scorer, I think, had 12 in all competitions, and they've got FA Cup final and they won the Champions League and squeezed in Champions League. So there's teams getting better around us. So you can't think automatically just because you're getting your people back fit that you're going to challenge. So it's going to be interesting. It should be a very good uh, Premier League season. But I understand why some Liverpool fans are a bit restless watching other people make moves around them. And it's just been Canate so far. But Dan, this is the, what, what you guys are doing now is what Liverpool been doing for, for many years. And, and by that, I mean, you do your, you make your sales first and then you bring in players. I think you like, uh, you lot have raised close to 30 million quid on player sales. I think, I think, uh, yeah. what's his name? Wilson went for 12 million. Yeah. I think Ojo's leaving. Minamino might leave. Yeah. Shakira. Uh, all these players. So perhaps it's come to a point where you have to sell before you can buy like most other teams. No. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was, was saying before. That's what we've mainly been doing. But I think it's just because here nobody sees anyone going for over 20 million. Usually we've been able to flog some, but as well as Michael Edwards doing a great job flogging people that were in um, the first 60 or 17 of Klopp's, if you like, for very good money, um, there's not anyone anyone sees going for big, big money. So I think that's why they're worried because they're thinking that who are we really going to bring in? But you don't have to spend big. It's not about spending big all the time. It's about spending right. And I believe that they can do it. I'm not an FSG out person like these idiots on Twitter. Top Reds, as they call them, you know. We're, we're, we're looked down upon. The people that talk sense about Liverpool are looked down upon. We're not the Grizz cards and whoever else is in this world that come and chat a whole lot of nonsense on the timeline. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Norwich first game of the season. If they batter Norwich, then people will shut up. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But at the well, moment, this is it. <laughs> well, this is it. You know, and people forget that obviously you, you signed that central defender from, from Leipzig, yeah. which probably means you won't see Fabinho at centre back. You probably won't see Henderson at centre back. You might see more of uh, Thiago. Hell, you might see more of Jota. You might see more of. 
And this is it. You know, last season was a bit of an uh, anomaly for Liverpool because they had so many injuries, so much going on, and it, it, it killed them. Absolutely decimated them. I don't think Liverpool are going to be anywhere near as bad as they were last season. And to be fair, how many points behind United did you finish? Five. And less goals than them, which still absolutely um, is, is quite bizarre when you think the way they're talking about our um, one Basaka. What did we all heard say? He's the best one on one defender in Europe. Who said that? We all heard that about one Basaka. Luke Shaw's just had the season of his life. And bloody Gary Neville talks about Harry Maguire like he's flipping Prime Maldini. So how you're letting in more goals than Liverpool who had their midfielders playing in defence, I have no flipping idea, but <laughs> such is life. <laughs> Can we please never mention Rio Ferdinand on this podcast ever again? <laughs> I'm sorry, you had to do it, man. <laughs> um, Steve, let's talk about your boys then. Uh, Scott Carson is the only signing you guys have made. Man, it reminds you of Richard Wright when you guys signed him. Um, but Aguero's gone, Eric Garcia's gone. Uh, I can't see City standing still in this transfer window. Something's gonna happen, isn't it? There's there's talk of Erling Haaland, and he's come out saying that 157 million pounds is a lot for one player. Um, you guys obviously need a striker, but I get the feeling that Guardiola's got something else in mind or something else up his sleeve. Uh, well, yeah. Obviously, we're waiting for waiting for Kane and or Grealish. Hopefully, both. Um, it's just gone a little bit quiet. But City have played today. Uh, Mares has played. Cancelo's played. Diaz has played. But you just feel like they're just kicking in now a little bit. And I think we've heard very little from Pep Guardiola and and the and the, and the backroom you know team, the Spanish guys behind the scenes. We've heard very little, and I, I totally agree with you. They've obviously got something lined up up the sleeve, and it'll just explode possibly in the next ten days or so. And uh, I think it's the the chasers that are, are doing the business early because they need to. But um, I think we're obviously going to probably sign players that went deep into the into the Euros, which would be Kane and Grealish. Um, I don't think it would be Haaland. I never have, um, and possibly. I'm still wondering if we'll actually sign a left-back, although I do think Zinchenko does superb and he also had a good Euros. Um, there's plenty of time, plenty of money and plenty of expectation. I think that Manchester City will do something before the season starts, though. Stez, would you, if, if Abby Kane ends up staying, would you take Danny Ings? Um, well, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn him down as a supporter because he's a he's a class Premier League player that's done it at Burnley and Southampton. I would worry um, that well, he's a penalty box king. Actually, he's he, he's outstanding. He, he scores goals from outside the box. Mm-hmm. He seems to be two, three, four injuries a year. Um, Rod, it's not a sit on the fence job, but I, I would obviously say yes um, because if that's where we're at, that that that's where we're at. But I'm hoping we could upgrade. Rather with Kane or Haaland, I'm still that greedy, but I wouldn't say no to it. No, you, would you? I want I want Ings back at Liverpool, but you know. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I just think he'd be perfect for safe, like saying in in the box, you know. Oh, brilliant yeah. in the box, yeah. yeah. He's industrious yeah. and got guile, Steve, and yeah. the way that he interchange positions, I think he'll have a field day scoring goals for you. Look, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would too. So yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Well, Steve, City have been playing with what they call a false nine for quite yeah. a while now. And there's there's a certain footballer who's 
currently playing for a club that Sergio Aguero has joined and they're trying to get rid of him. <laughs> um, he's on like 600 grand a week and I, I, I highly doubt he'll get that at Manchester City. But... Are you talking about blackface though? <laughs> yes. How did you know? Wow. Well, the, well, the wages were a You're giveaway. Good. The, You're wages, good, the wages were such uh, a big giveaway. No, I'm good. Guard, See, we'll, we'll talk about Antoine Griezmann here. Um, <laughs> a player that scored goals for every club he's played for, Champions League, for for the, for France, Barcelona. If he became available, do you think there's a chance that City would go in? I mean, what do you mean if he became, he is available? What am I talking about? If he So if he's available on a free and all City have to do is pay his wages, however much it would, do you think he's a player that Guardiola would, would like in his team? Not for me, Estelle. Um, first of all, I've seen his quote that he would only go to Atletico Madrid, back to Atletico Madrid. So that's made me think, well, that's not happening. And if you look at him in the Euros, he was very rarely up against centre-halves. He was very rarely running centrally into the penalty area. He was coming deep for the ball in an unknown position or he was playing off the side. So we've got plenty of, we've got six players that can do that, you know, including Ferran Torres, you know, Sterling, Phil Foden, Bernardo Silva, Riyad Mahrez. We don't need another attacker that plays off the side. We don't need another attacker that comes short for the ball. We need someone like Rodri said, in and around the penalty area, running past centre-half to score goals. Uh, Aguero in, in, in his pomp, obviously. Um, and Haaland, a different uh, profile, and certainly Harry Kane. So, so to answer your question, Stel, however class Griezmann obviously is, we we don't need him at Manchester City. OK, so I'm, I'm going to ask another off-topic question here. Um, it is related to Man City, but do you think that they haven't announced or they haven't done any transfer business yet because... Of the because they knew what was happening with the Daily Mail and the article about the the emails and you know, about the, the club having millions funneled into into them by Abu Dhabi to to inflate their income, so to speak. Do you think that's the reason why they've kind of kept it really quiet on the transfer front because people are going to be like, well, where are they getting all this money from? Well, throw it to the lads, but but not for me because all the targets aren't back to work yet, really. Um, just, just just in Kane and Grealish, still on the holidays, not reported back for Aston Villa and Tottenham. Um, City don't have to commit until it's time to all come back to work, whether it be at the Etihad or at Villa Park or at Tottenham's ground. You know, it's just like nothing needs to happen at the moment for City. They don't need to have their nose in the dirt yet. The lads are still on. The, the, the lads who are the main targets are not ready to report back for pre-season. It can't be long now, surely. I presume Harry Kane's not back at Tottenham. You keep seeing Harry Kane, uh, sorry, Grealish on a beach somewhere. So he, I don't think he's back, is he? I think what you've seen, Stel, with, uh, with these with these big deals, you know, Sancho took over, over a year. Yes, mm. he's still on his holidays, but this one's took over a year. So, you know, deals like a Grealish or a Kane, it's not just a... Yeah, okay. There's a lot of things that they've got to go through because it's a big, massive deal or negotiate. Or, you know, Sancho, they've literally been doing it for a year. Yep. Ram was come out of, the, out, out of nowhere. So, yeah, it's a good signing. But, yeah, these deals, uh, especially when they're on the holidays, the last thing they want to do is, it, it, is be messing about. They want to relax, enjoy themselves. And then, yeah, when we're coming back from the holidays, we'll, we'll, we'll get to work. 
Well, I remember after the, the Derby friendly, Solskjaer said that the English players were going to be back within 10 days. And that was when? When was that game, Rod? What was United Derby? Saturday, was it? can't remember. No, QPR uh, 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 was Saturday. QPR was Saturday. Derby was... <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday, yeah, so they'll probably be back in three or four days now. Well, there's a couple of comebacks today. I've seen pictures of Fernandez back trains today. So they're going to come back in dribs and drabs, aren't they? But mostly probably be back. Well, they, these two have played in the final, haven't they? So they'll yeah, so probably, probably mostly be back for, you know, set a round date, probably next the, the next coming up, up and coming Monday. Yeah, right. agree. Right, Okay. Right, so that's City, Liverpool, and United done. Christ, we've done we've done over an hour. Fuck me. Um, right, <laughs> I don't know which club we should move on to next. Let's let's actually let's go to let's go to Arsenal and Chelsea then, shall we? Because uh, the Arsenal brought in um, Nuno Tavares and Lokonga, yep. one from Benfica, one from Anderlecht. Lokonga looks like a decent player to be yeah, fair, but yeah, Luis yeah. has gone. Uh, Mavavanos <laughs> has gone out on loan again. Uh, Guendouzi's gone out on loan again. Saliba's yeah. on loan again. Is yeah. is Urzel still an Arsenal player? I don't even know. No, nah, uh, Urzel, Urzel's gone down. <laughs> just, just, just a bat, just a bat. Fuck me. Um, so w- what's going on with them? Because I, I'm seeing, you know, you know what Arsenal Twitter's like, right? You see one one side getting all fucking crazy saying, oh, we're not signing big names. Not fair. And then you've got the other side that are saying, oh, Arteta is doing something. He's signing these players that not really many people know about. And then you've got the other side saying, oh, yeah, but they're fucking shit. And then you've got the other side going back to them saying, well, you need to give them chances because, you know, we gave Tiro and Rio a chance. It's just like, you know, me and my next door neighbour in the bins situation. They're not not in Europe now for the first time since the... uh, since ever, ever, ever. Yeah, since, since the 96, 97 season, yeah. This is the first time they've not been in Europe. So the fans have to be realistic. But saying that, they've not they the Ben White deal looks like it will go through within the next week to ten days for um fifty million pounds. And I've got a feeling that they're gonna use him in mid um central, central midfield as well as at centre half, especially if they um let Granny Xhaka go to Roma. So I don't know what it will take for their fans to look at things realistically. They can't expect to be buying players of Champions League pedigree when they're not in Europe. But then they'll go back. Oh, last season in the Europa League and we got Thomas Partey. For me, that was a terrible decision by Partey, but maybe just went to come and experience the Premier League. But um, as you said, it's a funny fan base. Some of them are thinking, yeah, we'll just, we're fading away into mid-table obscurity, or some others think that they can actually make a top four challenge because of the fact they won't have the distraction of Europe. So that that, that fan base is equivocal as it gets. <laughs> but um, we'll see. I think Ben White's a good player, but it obviously it's that English tax, isn't it? That um, he'd be going for 50, but they'll, they'll do some other business. They've tied down... Um, Emil Smith Rowe, a new contract. So they'll do more stuff and they'll be an interesting team to look at next season because they don't let in that many goals, but they don't score nearly as much as they used to. Um, we'll see whether Nicola Pepe can start the season like he finished last season. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But Arsenal fans, for me, if they were to even to come sixth, they should be happy with that. To be in, in my opinion, because they with that squad, <laughs> they finished, that squad? that's what I'm saying. They finished eight two seasons in a row. So, okay. if you can finish higher than that, then be happy. But 
top four, whatever, regardless, no Europe or not. Nah, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't see it right now. And if they buy Aaron Ramsdale, they are idiots. Oh mate, Steve will be ready for that. Steve will be ready. <laughs> you sold Demi Martinez for seventeen million, right? After his performances in the semis and the final were a huge reason behind you winning the FA Cup. Ramsdale is nowhere near him in any department. Shot stopping, commanding the box, catching crosses, punching, nowhere in anything. And you're gonna go and spend 30 million on him. What the what the hell is that? So I I don't know what, I don't understand. Some of the signings they make understand, like as you said, along um uh looks like a good player. Look, um, there's potential there, but Ram, Ramsdale, what sense would I don't, I don't I don't get their recruitment. Don't understand it. Mm. Right. Uh, I was going to mention Chelsea, Steve, but let's let's talk about Spurs because. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, what what a summer their fans have had. Honestly, talk about roller coaster. Talk about you know manic depressants. Fucking hell, they 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 lost their manager. They took forever to bring in a new manager. It seemed that you know Nuno was like third choice. They've got rid of a few players like Danny Rose, Gazaniga's gone. Um, but Lamella's left, he's gone to Sevilla. Adeviro has gone as well. They can't get Romero, the central defender from Atalanta, because he doesn't want to go there now. And I guess the big news coming out of Spurs today is that um, tickets are going on sale for the Anthony Joshua fight at their stadium in September. <laughs> That's it. So what do we say about Spurs? I mean, it's, you know, Arsenal fans joke about Spurs being a, a meme club, but they really are one now, aren't they? Like, you can't not take the piss out of them. Uh, I think I think we've covered it without realising still. Um, Rodri went into some really good detail about it. First of all, they've, they've managed to get Son on, on a longer contract now, which is excellent news. I think they milked it because there's no other noise coming out of the club. So that's obviously great news for them. But I think we need to give them some football courtesy here. They can't do anything until they know what's happening with Harry Kane. So if he come, if he decides to stay, then they build a team around him and everybody's happy and everybody renews the season ticket and they start singing he's one of our own, etc., etc. If he goes, they wipe the tears away. They move on to a new chapter in, in, their, in their lives and possibly they've got 100 million, 120 even more as a war chest to go and spend on a new football team. So it feels a little bit dormant at the moment, but surely it's because the most coveted centre-forward and transfer in European football, probably ahead of Haaland, is just waiting to just develop one way or the other. And Spurs are doing the okey-cokey at the moment because they just don't know whether they're in or out with Kane. And until they do... Can they not start being noisy and proactive? That's how I see it. This has got to be really, really bad management from the people at the top here because on the one hand, I'm seeing Levy thinking, well, he's the, he's the golden goose, isn't he? If we want to set, if we want to get rid of him, we get rid of him on our terms. He's not going to leave on his terms. But on the flip side, he's thinking, well, I can get rid of him and bring in X amount of players, but I'm not going to get rid of him just yet. It, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And I can understand the frustration of Spurs fans. However, however, they have 
spent a lot of money in the past three or four seasons. There's no denying it. And Dombele costs how much? 60 million. Bergwijn costs 20 odd million quid. And we can go through their squad now and, and see the players that they've signed. They, it's not as if they've kept their hands in their pockets. So there are funds there. But, you know, for you to say about Harry Kane, and I, I, you know, I, I can't disagree with you. It's weird. It really is weird. I, I, don't, I think we'll be having a different conversation. I think we'll be having a different conversation in seven days' time. Yeah, I think we'll know. Okay. We think it'll be a lot clearer. And then I think, obviously, then if he goes, I think they'll be exciting in recruitment. I think they'll be aggressive because uh, they'll have a bit to throw around and play with. If he stays, they'll, they'll, they'll be even more happier with that, I presume, the Tottenham fans. So mm. I think we're just seven days premature on Tottenham yeah. if you, for, for my liking. Dee, tell us about uh, Brian Hill then from Sevilla. I know Lamella's gone the other way. What can yeah. you tell us about this player? He's an exciting um, young player, techie, wide, but I'm sure that they'll um, use him um, when possible um, in field as well. But yeah, he is mainly a wide man. But now this is a this 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 could be a really good buy. But then at the same time, though he's younger, it could be like. When they got Lamella in, um, he'd had a really good season at Roma. And he's never, he's shown bits and pieces of brilliant, but injuries, I know he's gone through some mental issues and whatnot. This here, he could do the bits that they expected Lamella to do if it goes right, though he's coming in um, younger than him. But it, it all depends. He'll probably be eased in and start the um, Conference League um, games as well at first but um, he, he could be these youthful exuberance could be what they need because sometimes you watch Tottenham play at, attacking wise and it just looks as though unless Kane and Son pull something out of the bag they're not going to score Bergwijn scored on his debut against Man City and hasn't done much since but missed big chances really um, so we'll see but I definitely expect them to do uh, more business but losing out of Ireland's and one um, Foyth has gone, well, he was on Monday last season, gone Villarreal. They need to buy a centre-back because, well, at least one, <laughs> because they make some shambolic errors at the back, um, Tottenham do. But no, I'm looking forward to see what Gil does. He might get into my FPL team still. <laughs> oh, yeah, you talk about FPL now, yeah? It's all about FPL. Well, he, he does sound like an intriguing player and... Spurs have lacked that player on the opposite opposite side to complement Song. And if Spurs do play a counter-attacking system, then yeah, great, he's perfect. That being said, I'm, I'm fully expecting Nuno to play a, like a 5-3-2 like he did at, at Wolves. So what does that mean for players like Hill? Is it going to be five at the back, two in midfield, um, two in behind the front man? I don't know. I really don't know what kind of system it's going to be. It'll probably, it'll be yeah, I, yeah, I'm probably expecting that. Yeah, five. And then the rebirth of Doherty. Oh, be a good one. Yeah, playing with the manager that got the best out of him. So yeah, and he's then, on the list. He's, he's gone on the transfer list, hasn't he? Is he? I think so. Oh, wow, no, I didn't know. Wow, any I chance just, Connor Cody going there then? Oh, 100 percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. certainty. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one I called as soon as he come in, though, obviously, um, he's just coming back. Jimenez. <clears throat> Jimenez, yeah? Yeah. 
that was the first. As soon as he got the job, that's the first thing that comes. Even to with mind. that injury, that's the first thing. That comes. Yeah, but he'll be. He's gonna wear a headgear and that. Look, he'll be okay. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. Well, are there any other clubs really worth talking about at the moment? I've got I've got one to pose you all at, at the end if you but I'll, I'll save it and I'll save it for the end I've just I've just thought one in the last half hour in my mind that okay. a, a potential transfer and it's not a player they, they, they wow. uh, there's a clue okay okay well okay very quickly then let's talk about Everton um I didn't want to spend too much time with this but Rafa Benitez has come in um and he, he's he's immediately released Mo Besic Balassi uh, who else has gone? Who else has gone? Who else has gone? Keep, keep, keep it football, um, just football, please. If Everton stop, what, 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 what? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, they, they... I know, go on. I'm just, I'm being they, they, they brought, they brought in Damari Gray from Leverkusen, right? As Mir Begovic is coming from, from Bournemouth, Begovic has got the best agent in the fucking world, man. Like, he was at AC that. Milan AC, at one yeah. point. From Bournemouth to AC Milan, then back to Bournemouth, and now Everton. Come on, this is this is a brilliant fucking uh, agent. And um, the the the, the half Cypriot lad has, has joined them as well. Um, so what? D Benitez. What's what's going on here? Is is, is it come to a point now where um, they've got no more money, or the the, the Ken Wright and Mashiria just saying fuck that, no more money? <laughs> Um, these are in normal cases, you'd say that these are shrewd purchases. Don't say Demari, case, Demari don't say Gray, case, De, Demari, don't say oh, case. No, that wasn't even. <laughs> oh, no, oh, god, right, that wasn't even intentional, right? Um, 1.5 million for Damari Gray. I'm, I like Damari Gray, but I don't know what happened to him and Brendan Rogers. Um, went to Leverkusen, didn't really play as much as four. I only recall him scoring one goal for them as well. Um, not that obviously I watch every single game in Bundesliga, but I do watch a good amount. Um, so in normal cases, oh, I had to use the word again, instances, all right, I'll say that. You would say that those are shrewd purchases um, and Josh Townsend on a free and uh, Begovic on a free, but because of how much money Everton has spent in the last few years, you're thinking, okay, have they got something up the sleeve there or or what are they going to do? They've let Bernard go um, and he didn't play nearly as much last season as I thought he would, but we'll see. I've got a guaranteed 20 goals up front. Go for it, Lewin. Rod, Rod, I know some Man United fans that want him, you know. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah. Diana Ross ain't scoring 20 goals. Oh, <laughs> Did you see her take that penalty during the World Cup? Oh. <laughs> Before you were saying 9 4. Come on, now you don't remember that? Yeah, I do, yeah. But she missed it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But you're calling him Diana Ross because of the bag, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> Dan, what you were saying? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Before we started talking about Rod, I don't think you heard this, but before we started talking about Everton, Dan said we want to talk purely about football when it comes to Everton. No, I heard it. I heard everything. Yeah, and he's the one that mentioned the word case. Oh, so he shit. can't turn around and start. Well, first of all, let's get, let's get Fabian Delph out of that. Thank you. Thank is. you. 
the scubby, the scubby sod, the sod of scubby. Frightening. To put him on a front page of a paper now, that's the headline. He will be having a field day. What have I missed? What What have you missed? What have I missed? You said Fabian Dolph. Did you see Fabian Dolph on the front of the Sunday for day store? No, I, I, no, I, I, I didn't. Scubby, scubby. When the story came out, they thought it was Fabian Delph and his picture was on the front page of the Sun. Oh. Saying Everton player, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Because they said it's a 31-year-old, so they put Delph on there, but they knew exactly what they did. Put the, put the black kid on. Yep, put the black, put the black man on there. We knew, we so knew that they... He, he will be having an... Him and his brief will have a yes, absolute field day. Yep, yep. Damage that is bad. Yep. Fucking hell. Yep. Fucking hell. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that paper, it's and, not even a paper, man. It's I wouldn't even wipe my ass with it. And you know the worst thing about Fuck. them putting Delphi at that time? He got sent from their pre-season uh, for, for COVID regulations or something like that. So everything... Yeah, people started assuming because they, uh, they said it was a 31 year old f- uh, footballer ever and so everything was just fitting together and they've gone in there to sell papers that they're just nasty it's a nasty front page as well like a, a full length picture of him in his football Everton kit fuck me okay Wow! All right, so um, with with, uh, with Andros Townsend in the team, Rod, how many goals is Cabot Lewin going to get? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, can't bad mind him, man. Rod said thirty-five league goals. That's what Rod said. Well, you know, but <laughs> you've got to give uh, you've got to give Everton credit for bringing in a man of losing a guy of stature of uh, Carlo Angelotti and bringing arguably at the same quality. Because Rafa Benitez, you know, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Champions League. Yes, all right, he's been at Newcastle for the last few years, but, you know, he's still a top-class coach. And he went to China. China. Well, you, you, you've got to get paid, obviously. So, yeah, he's he, he's still a very good coach. But, you know, I'm just Townsend. Um, Is he going to cross it? He, all he wants to, he's like Mares. He just yeah, wants to shoot. Yeah, he just wants to shoot. <laughs> he's like, he's right. He's a bit, you know, he, yeah. He'd be, he'd be what a frustrating centre forward. You'd be like in training, just fucking cross the ball, you prick. I'm doing doggies in the centre in the middle. <laughs> you know, but you would as a centre forward. You go, mate, just cross the fucking ball. I'm just going like left, right, left, right, like fucking. Just cross the ball. That you did that. You have done it before as a centre forward, mate. Just cross the ball. What are you doing out there? What are you do? What's your job out there to, to cross the ball? Just cross the ball. So yeah. So he, he, it's, it's frustrating. He does come inside a lot, I'm just telling him. Use himself, your gets right himself, foot for himself, fuck's sake. Gets himself in trouble, then he has to have a shot. So, yeah. I don't think Calvert-Lewin will get as many goals because of that. Yeah. Mm. Ten. Where, where does Richardson play? They've still got some, they've got some good players, Everton. Talking about Richardson going to Real Madrid, Rod. Yeah, so if they lose him, that's a, that's a, a big loss. And then who else they've got? You know, Signas is obviously he's going to be in the jug soon, so he won't be he won't be about. Um, yeah. So who else? Who else? Yeah, they've got some good players. Got so, Rodriguez. James, Rodriguez. <laughs> James Rodriguez will he stay? Probably. You know, Benitez being Spanish and uh, 
you know, he might be able to talk, give it all now, but you know, he, he's a quality player. So if, if, if they lose some players, but you know, Everton now with them doing so well, you know, teams will be know, know about them now, so they'll have to prepare properly because you know, Everton have got some, they have got some decent players. Mm. Right, I can't really think of any other team to, to talk about, really. Um, Villa have done some business. Yeah? Go on, talk about Villa then. Tell, tell me what Villa have done, because I have really not been paying attention. Terry's left. What's that? What do you think happened there? He just got sick that's, of it. No, that's my question. That's my question for the end, Rod. I've, oh, got, a devil, oh. I've got a devil's mind about it. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah what the... What job? What job, Steve? I'm intrigued. <laughs> no, no. Come, we'll come do it at the end. I've just oh, got okay. to, just something to run into you at the end. <laughs> no, Villa. Well, Villa were trying. Bundia's coming. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to get something through, but yeah, Bundia's a good player. I'm surprised no one bought him as soon as Norwich went down. To Villa, Villa have made some good signings. You have to keep Grealish. It's all right bringing these players in, then you lose probably the best player. You have to keep Grealish. Yeah. Oh, that's a get. Is is a Barkley still on loan? No, he's, 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 he's linked with Newcastle now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Ashley Ash Young's coming in Villa. Well, he did well for him, actually, uh, Ross Barkley. He's a weird player, him, because he's, he's got everything <laughs> to be a top player. He's just like, just a nump, Jimmy. <laughs> well, well, why is he not playing? Look, he's got everything. Mm. As you want him as a midfielder. Mm. He's like that adult to rat. Get everything, but it's just, 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 just not a bit well, professionally, probably not right. To wrap places, I hold in midfielder for Benfica. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in regards to um, Villa, Leon Bailey, they're being linked to. If they get Bailey, I think then we've already getting Bundia in. Bertrand already had a good season. It's like they're preparing for Greenish to go to Man City. Unfortunately, I don't want Man City getting any, any stronger. But um, yeah, and they tried to bid for a Will Smith throw a couple of times. So they've got money. I think someone said in terms of like just cash or whatever, that Villa's owner is the third richest after Sheikh Mansour and Abramovich or something like that. I read somewhere. Um, so they'll do more business. But they've got a decent squad there. But considering how well it is in the first part of last season, Greenish got injured and I think they won two out of 13 games so if he gets sold then don't, it looks like they're bringing good people in they're probably just looking at finishing 10th or 11th or something like that again regardless of um, how many goals um, Ollie Watkins gets I can't see uh, um, Greenish getting sold with that, with that chairman if he stays you don't need to sell him then why would you want to sell him if they want to, like, unless the kid goes in and says, listen, I want to go, I want to play Champions League, you know, then you could probably see it. But then he loses a load of money if he does that. Mm. So, so we'll see. But they're definitely going to do more business because they've got a bit of money there. There you go. Right, Steve, go on. What's, what's your, uh, riddle me this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've got a devil's mind. I, I have occasionally, but not permanently. But <laughs> I've seen John Terry leaves Aston Villa just two weeks before the season. Uh, is it just me that doesn't believe that it's been done before, but he's going to fly around Europe, watch different training sessions of different clubs and different styles and managers and cultures, 
all in all, you know, to to help him become a top manager one day. Uh, it's very noble of him in his own personal development. But I just, for me, uh, uh, and it's a wild one. Um, there was a time when possibly was he going to go to Chelsea, but they couldn't see him and Frank Lampard together, even though they were close friends and teammates. Who would be the manager? Who would be the assistant? But could he go back to Chelsea now under Thomas Tuchel? The fact that Chelsea are really going to push for the Premier League and they are Champions League winners. But I've got this hunch he's going to go to City. I've got this hunch that John Terry is going to go on the staff at Manchester City. He always has that five or ten minute cosy chat with Guardiola, which to be fair, Guardiola has with others. But they always seem quite close and pally. He's got unbelievable Champions League experience, but there is room for him on the staff. You've got um, Rodolfo Burrell uh, and another Spanish ageing gentleman uh, who helps right and left of Pep Guardiola. Key to this is Brian Kidd's title was assistant manager. English, of course, he's a different age and generation, but he's retired. So Manchester City at this moment in time are a staff member down. Why wouldn't it be John Terry, lads? I'm putting money down. Steve's convinced me. <laughs> he fills, he ticks every. He, he, he wants to. He wants to learn. Well, you're only going to learn off the best. There's a space on the roster because Brian Kidd has, has resigned. There's no English coach on the staff because Brian Kidd has also retired. The other two are Spanish non-players. Really, they sit right and left of him in the dugout. You've got two young centre halves in Diaz and Stones. Who better to learn from than John Terry? And it's just that cosiness when I see Guardiola and John Terry on the footage that makes it look very familiar to me. And just that little gap on the roster. And when I saw him step down, my my my, my instinct just told me straight away, he's got a city. So, uh, so I'm just throwing it out there. Still, you've gone quiet. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know what to make of it, in all fairness. Um, I, I, listen, stranger things have happened. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, that's all I've got to say, really. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah that's, that's, that's hit me for six, really. No offense. I, I told you it's random, Roddy, what you're saying. Um, I just don't know. You never know what, if it's, what he says is a smoke screen, but you know, you'd think he'd been a coach long enough now What you'd think, you know... You've seen Wayne Rooney, you've seen Frank Lampard, you've seen Steve Gerrard. You think, you know what, I want to do this myself now, I'll just go away. Maybe possibly right, who else? Something yeah. else, God. Better Something to learn from than Pep Guardiola and be promised, you know, in two years, three years, if Pep goes, you'll take over. He's also coached Jack Grealish for the last two years and played with him for two years before that. And they look, they do look really pally when you see pictures of him and talking and, and obviously he's a bit, been a big help for jacket in the, in the change rooms so become yeah. a leader don't rule yeah. do not rule it's not a stick on but do not rule this out wow okay interesting i think we'll just leave it there then that might well they might you know if they bring that in it'd be a, uh, it's good smoke stream for not bringing any players in the strength isn't it just just a hunch that i've got nothing other not heard a thing just a hunch because you you expect city usually do the the business pretty early and get it get it done. And yes, I know there's been a, a Euros, but still like to get the business done. They're quite efficient in that way. And to leave it, you know, leaving it late. Keep an eye. But but in in the you know on the flip side, if they are bringing in the players talked about, these players are, are stalwarts in the Premier League. So mm. 
they don't need games to, to, to get into it, do they? Watch this space. All right, I'll tell you what then. I know it's too soon to say this or too soon to make the predictions, but based on, just based on the current transfer activity, what you've seen so far, let's just say the window ends now. Who are your top four? Me? All of you. City. Mm-hmm. In Obviously in order. City. Chelsea. United. Liverpool. Okay. Dan? Same four, just different order. Go on. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. <laughs> okay. Rod? <laughs> yeah, going off now, if, if it was saying now... It, yeah, it, yeah, that, that, that weirdo on Sky is wearing the yellow... Tie and all that shit and the the bong. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, you know. Natalie, you know, Chelsea look strong, United look strong, and City look strong. So it'd be about be out of them three. Liverpool, you still need to see if Van Dijk hits the ground running and, and he's okay because you know he's been out for a long, long time. He's a, he's a big lad. Is he the same person? If he is, then you can throw Liverpool in the mix. But Arsenal, Tottenham. They're behind the eight ball. They haven't really brought any real quality players in. So, and they had a poor season to their standards. So, yeah, them four again, but a lot tighter. All four of them bunched up. What order, Rod? Mm, I'm planning to go with Chelsea, Chelsea United, and City, but, you know, it'd be close. Okay, fair enough. And you still? Uh, I'd probably go City, Liverpool, United, and I'd say Chelsea. But Giroud has gone. They haven't got any strikers. Who's going to score goals from? For fuck's sake! <laughs> well, they've got Havertz. They've got Vernon. They've got Tammy Abraham. Vernon's only going to get better. Is he looks like a, he's a player in him? Havertz is still young and it's a big price tag. Temi Abraham, I'm not sold on him, to be honest. So, I don't know. Giroud didn't, didn't really play much. He's, a, he's just a hit the big lad. Yes, no, man. Yes, effect, yes no, effective no, 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 brings no, no, other no, players no. in. He didn't play a lot still. He didn't really play a lot last year. He's got some important goals for him, man. Yeah, he, he did. Some but important goals he, for him. He didn't really play a lot. City, Liverpool, United. You just, you just like the donkeys. He's, he's like the other one at Everton. Still, still, you know you want to say Leicester, so just do it, man. I do, I but I, I do. I, yeah. I can't. Patson Dakar. So out of everyone in, in the... a huge in, signing. How out of the three that have come up, will all three stay up? Will Norwich, uh, have they learned a lesson from last year? Because no. you've seen it. No, Once they go down, come back up, they, they no, seem no. to get better. We've seen it, but no, Norwich, Norwich, Brentford, and who else came up? Norwich, Brentford, and Watford. They're all going down. Watford, no, I think, I think Brentford are going to surprise. I think no. Brentford will be the ones that, I, I think, yeah, no, yeah, Brentford mate. are going to surprise with their brand. There's always one that shot like from last year. What was it, Leeds and who come up, Leeds. West was it West Brom? No, yeah, Leeds. Yeah, it was West Brom, wasn't it? Leeds, Leeds West Brom, West Brom and, and um, Fulham. Fulham, yeah. 
They're all yeah, going so down, man. The two of them went down, down and Leeds stayed up. There's always one that stays up. Fulham, 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 Fulham. Fulham, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think Brentford will surprise. I don't, yeah, think, I they'll do, well. I don't think they'll do it the way Leeds did, but I think Brentford's no. style of football, no. Tony, Tony will get about 12 league goals and I think Brentford's style of football will And who, who's going to be the surprise package? Who's made, the, who's made the most acute signings? Villa? Are there anyone else? Yeah, Newcastle really haven't done anything. Who else is there? Um, Tottenham with Tottenham have not done anything. Arsenal, Everton. I think, Leeds will, I think Leeds will do well. Southampton will be one for us to watch out for because they've got quality players. But Danny Ings goal, that's a big loss for them. They could go down. No, I, I, think, I think Leeds will do well. I think Leeds will do well this season. Yeah. Is, is this finally the year that when we lose Burnley? <laughs> oh, Kabaddi FC. Kabaddi. No, 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 no. They, listen, if they if they keep Daesh, if he stays there, then they're staying up. It's that simple. They've got a solid. They've got a solid base. Like look at them, them two, me and Tarkowski. So I'm talking about. Yeah, they're not, they're not the league title winners, but they're they're a solid back yeah. to them to get past. Yeah. All right, chaps, that's it for another episode. Thank you for jumping on. Socials, Rod. Rod James Giggs. Dan. Um, at double D, that's D-U-B-U-L-D-double-E. And your podcast. All good. Um, and um, of course, part of the D&D Football Factory. I'm that's still waiting it. for the, the audio for the weekend. Yeah, Get on I'm with still, it. I'm, Hurry I'm up. still chop, waiting chop. for it myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at, that's at DD40 Factory underscore on all the socials. And um, we go live on On Top FM on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Best to listen to it on TuneIn or Simple Radio. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, dab, 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 baby. There you go. Steve is not on any socials, so thank you again for your time, Steve. Appreciate it, man. See you next time, lads. We shall do it sometime, well, hopefully Monday next week. So, boys and girls, that's it for another episode. We'll be back next week. So, until next time, adios, take care, etc., etc. See you later. Boom! <laughs> <laughs>